Welcome to this conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Keller. You've probably noticed that I've been interviewing political candidates lately from Washington County, Virginia. Despite the fact that we reach into other counties, I kind of suspect that if anybody listens, they're going to find some issues that go beyond just local politics. And today my guest is Fred Parker. He's a candidate to uh, continue in his office as treasurer of Washington County, Virginia. And later on, uh, after 14 minutes of talking with Freddie, we'll be talking with Derek Webb, his opponent. Fred Parker, welcome to this conversation. Thank you, Dr. Keller. Appreciate being here. Well, it is my pleasure to interview and thank goodness for Zoom so that you can uh, take a minute out of your busy day. Let's just jump right in here to the issue with Fred Parker. Yes, ma'am. Candidate for treasurer again. You've been there, Fred Parker, for going on 38 years. Why do you want to be in there any longer? Well, I still feel good. I have the energy, the compassion, and the dedication to do the job. Uh, And I like public service. And I'm one of those people that's going to have a hard time sitting home. Well, you know, I I looked at your answers on the League of Women Voters Vote 411 site. And you say that, and a lot of candidates say that about, I love being a public servant. But what specifically does that mean? Well, to begin with, in my earlier career, I was in education for 12 years. And to me, teachers and, and principals sort of are just the where the rubber meets the road when it comes to public service. But in my opinion, public service means to give the individuals who elect you their money's worth, to treat them with respect uh, and dignity, and do the best job you can do to save their tax dollars. Your primary responsibility, is it not, is to collect taxes. We have three broad areas of responsibility, the collection of revenue, and that's all revenue coming into the county. Library fines, the money at the schools and the cafeterias. It's the federal and state grants. It's sales tax from the state. Uh, But the collection, the disbursement, all the checks, everything's paid out of this office. And the investment of that money. And right now, our budget's $201 million, and that is a huge responsibility over a 12-month period. You know, this thing, I've heard you say that before. You participated in the League of Women Voters Forum back in the end of September. And you talked about that, the investment, that you manage the investment. Does that mean you go in and you move stocks around and bonds around and things like that? What does that mean you manage it? the, The one thing that local governments in Virginia cannot do is play the stock market. But I do have investment accounts spread around at the banks and with the local government investment pool and the Virginia investment pool. So, yes, I try to move money around and maximize our interest earnings. The most important thing I do, however, is we have to keep right now about 13 million a month fluid just to keep the lights on in Washington County. And that doesn't count the months where we're paying long term debt, you know, on on school bonds or long term debt on the regional jail or long term debt uh, on the 2016 bonds. So some months it's even more than 13 million. And this has to be kept in that bank account, ready for checks to hit it, ready for payroll to hit it. It's a big responsibility. So you're talking about investment and collecting revenue and what else? Dispersing revenue. Right. Safekeeping of the revenue. And each one has a multitude of subcategories. So you've been in there forever. 
not would quite you, forever. Well, by some standards, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about your age because that's the thing they say about you. You know, oh, I know that I know. that you're too old, and you say you feel good. But my question is, what would you know? Everybody else can say, "Oh, I bring new ideas." I bring, what would you do that's new and different? What is undone from your time there? Well, I'd love to know that. You know, during the pandemic, uh, a lot of offices shut down. The treasurer's office is one of those offices that could not shut down. We had to keep the money coming in in order to pay money back out. So we were very creative in the pandemic, and we went up in the hallway along the sidewalk and literally set up cashier stations, and they were waiting on customers through the window. Now, yes, customers had to stand in the rain and the snow and the sleet and the sun, but they were still waiting on. We were one of one or two DMV selects in the state who stayed open throughout the pandemic. So that was a new big challenge. That was a huge challenge. And we operate one of the biggest DMV selects in the state right now. We can do everything with DMV except your birth certificate and driver's license. And we were the very first treasurer's office in the state of Virginia to operate both a DMV select and a U.S. passport acceptance agent. I guess you need to explain to me what DMV select means. DMV is Department of Motor Vehicles Select Office. In other words, they use our offices. It takes a great deal of the burden off the DMV service center. And of course, you know, during the pandemic, the service center was appointment only when they opened back up. Uh, we never did the appointment only thing. It was first come, first serve. We had we had customers on a regular basis from Lee County to Tazewell County, from really Roanoke down. And on occasion, we had customers drive down from Arlington, Virginia and Fredericksburg, Virginia, uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia, to come out here to get those those cars titled and registered for their maybe it was a graduation gift. Maybe it was, you know going away to college gift, whatever. But sometimes parents want to get those things registered. What would you expect? This is like looking to the future. What would you, what can you imagine that would be the next big challenge you might have to face? Hmm. I guess the, the big challenges we all face as we go through is technology and securing, securing our database, uh, always guarding against a hacker or a fisher you know, with their fishing techniques. Uh, a lot of businesses in this area, a lot of institutions in this area, you know, have been hacked and shut down. Uh, the county, our IT staff works very, very hard to prevent that. I would say that is something that could keep you awake at night. That's something that does keep me awake at night. You know, we have we have so many controls set up with with our bank accounts. For example, I will not do... Uh, I, I went back to school on this one. I will not do a wire online because I don't want somebody to embed in my computer my passwords and passcodes and everything. So I literally, if I have to make wire payments to an institution or a bank or a trustee for a bond, I physically go to the bank and do it there. Uh, that is the safest platform to use. You know, one of the questions that I was going to ask you, and and to me, this would be one of the answers. I was going to say, what is something that you do on a regular basis that people would probably never think about? I mean, you've outlined what you do with collecting and dispersing revenue and investment, but I wouldn't have thought of technology and passwords and, you know, cyber threats. Is there something else that you do that you think people might be surprised to know that you spend time on that? 
Well, I usually am in the office by 630 in the morning looking at bank accounts. Uh, you know, I, I want to see what the bank accounts are. I anticipate when payrolls are going to hit both from the school system and from the county uh, and make sure we have the resources in the uh, main account to meet those accounts payable needs. Now, are you saying that's that the it's big a big thing I do every day? Are you going to are you saying that that's a requirement of the job? People are going to come in at 630 in the morning? No, but I can get more done between 630 and eight o'clock than I can in a half a day. <laughs> so that gives you a little more wiggle room the rest yes. of the day. Maybe you can be civil to people and actually say hello. Yes. I'm going to get on the age one more time. Okay. If I had heard any other issues, you know, I'd be putting them in your face. Right. But some people think that there should be term limits. And this is an example of when I said at the beginning, there are some things in local races that transcend local races. And I think age is one of them. Should there be term limits? Are there term limits for local offices in Virginia or anywhere else? There are no term limits for local offices. And I think if you actually go back and look at the, you know, when they tried to do, uh, when they were talking about term limits for congressmen and senators and the Supreme Court ruled that that was basically unconstitutional. Uh, you know, I think I think constitutional offices in Virginia, elected people in Virginia are term limited. If you if you get a bad evaluation every time you're up for election, that's your term limit. So term limits, it's not a thing. And people want them when they don't like the candidate who's in office. But when they do like the candidate, then they want to keep that. Person Absolutely. As a general rule. So let's talk about you said you get up at six thirty. Let's talk about your. Oh, background. I get up at five. Oh, you go. Oh, excuse me. You're in the office at six thirty. Yes. You get up at five. Is that something that came from your childhood in a rural environment? Tell us about your background and how it has affected the person who shows up at the office every day. Well, I grew up in the Bethel community. Uh, my grandmother owned the big farm right where the water treatment plant is today. They're on fifty eight. So I guess you know if you grow up around a farm or on a farm or. Uh, have to get up early in the morning, back before you had the fancy four-wheelers and the border collies, you went and got the cows in on foot or on horseback, uh, and especially the size of her farm. So getting up early has just always been in my blood. And my daddy said, if you showed up to work on time, you were late. Oh, you should be there before this right. specific hour. All right. And, I, and I, too, I, I think I got used to getting to work early when I was a school principal. Uh, I was a principal in a rural school and parents uh, a lot of times would be sitting in the parking lot when I'd get there so they could get the kids into bus duty. Fred Parker, my guest, candidate to remain in the office as treasurer of Washington County, Virginia. Just in another minute, uh, Fred Parker, review your qualifications and why people should vote for you. Well, uh, first of all, I do have the experience and I think experience matters. I would hesitate to say someone coming in the office who's never been in this office before, it, it would be a tremendous learning curve and it would take an extensive amount of time to master everything we do. Uh, I do know the job. I've been honored by my peers throughout the state time and time again. I teach roles and responsibilities to other treasurers. In other words, I train new treasurers. Uh, I teach for the Virginia government finance officers association. So, you know, between teaching for those groups and the classes that I teach, uh, I'm required to stay up on the current laws and the current 
methodologies that we use in these offices. I am, you know, as another incumbent in the county says, experience matters. And I totally agree. That's Fred Parker, Washington County, Virginia candidate for treasurer in the election coming up on November the 7th, coming very soon to a precinct near you. Thank you, Fred Parker, for your time. Thank you, Dr. Keller. It's always a pleasure. Take care. See you next time. Thank you. Well, I have just concluded my interview with Fred Parker, who is the incumbent and candidate again for Office of County Treasurer, and his opponent is Derek Webb. And I have Derek with me now for equal time to uh, the the time that we had in conversation with Fred Parker uh, to talk about his candidacy for County Treasurer. Welcome, Derek Webb, to this conversation. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. The first thing is that I know that you are a pharmacist. Yes, yes. So I'm a pharmacist by trade. I've been working as a community pharmacist for about 16 years now. So I do have quite a bit of experience there. And why would you want to give up being a pharmacist? You know, it's it's interesting and I'll try to be brief, but about six years ago, um, I realized that community pharmacy and uh, and politics aren't all that different. You know, you're dealing with the community, you're, you're offering basically yourself as a public servant in both roles. Um, so I stepped up and ran for town council in Abingdon. Uh, didn't know if I would like it or, or wouldn't like it. And, and turns out that I really, really thrive in that type of role. So soon after, I actually took on the role as the mayor um, of the town of Abingdon. And I had some success there. And I'm very proud of what we accomplished. And, uh, and I just realized that I love um, that facet of serving the public. Um, so, you know, I tell people when I'm out campaigning that being a pharmacist in the community setting and, and being a politician, it's very, very similar. Um, you know, you're like I said, you're putting yourself out there and, and putting out fires and trying to serve people the best you can. Um, but uh, they're they're very similar roles. And then, of course, with my finance background as the mayor um, in budgeting and finance and treasury, um, it just uh, this role as the treasurer just really appeals to my skill set. But again, you're giving up pharmacy. Sure. Well, so the the idea would be that I would stay on um, in a in an as needed fashion, working some weekend days in the pharmacy. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's time for me to step up and and sort of see how things go in full time politics and uh, and and broaden the horizon, broaden the skill set, and have a, a larger footprint. So I'm excited about the opportunity to serve the entire county. It would seem to me that you found that you really like politics, you really like the role of mayor, I would imagine maybe you'd be wanting to go for something more like state representative or something that really is more political issue in nature rather than you're headed toward finance and money and dollars. Oh, yes, sure. Um, and, and again, you know, I joke with people, but but there's two things that people get very sensitive about. That's their their pharmaceuticals and their money. Um, and there are a lot of parallels between the two. Uh, and, and again, you know, this is really just a test um, to, to see how the public receives me. Um, I, uh, I know that uh, there's some, some uncertainty there when you're running against an incumbent. Um, but to answer your question, I'm not saying that I would never run for a role as, as a representative or a senator or something of that fashion. Um, that's just not something that I'm ready for yet. Kind of testing the waters, it sounds like. But you're, you said that the finance, the budgeting, you've had that experience as mayor. Let's talk sure. a little bit more about your background. What kind of educational background sure, do you have? Sure. And did you have finance, accounting and those kind of things? Yes, in your background? yes. 
So believe it or not, when I first went to undergrad, um, I, I was a math uh, finance major. Um, that was my first instinct. Um, math was always easy for me. I love numbers. They make sense. Um, and I enjoy um, the finance sector. But um, along the way, I met my beautiful wife, and we both decided that we were going to double major in, in biology and chemistry. Um, so I transitioned to healthcare. Um, but but as I said, I feel um, math and finance and accounting are near and dear to my heart. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons that when I eventually uh, became the mayor, that it just made a lot of sense um, because, uh, you know, no pun intended sense. But no, it made a lot of sense because, um, you know, I'm so used to the numbers and, and they're so um, easy for me um, that uh, that when I get into statistics and and finance and actual bookkeeping and so on and so forth. It just, it just really um, is something that appeals to me. You know, I always wonder about those people who are detail oriented. I mean, how yeah. does that happen? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Not something I can envision, but what is the role of treasurer? What will you be doing if you're elected treasurer? Sure, sure. A lot of people look at that office and they think, oh, man, you know, they, they make everybody else do the work. And, and that is true. You have to delve out the work. Um, but but as the treasurer um, by the Code of Virginia, um, the primary responsibilities are, are collecting the tax revenue for the county, um, safekeeping that tax revenue, and then, of course, dispersing um, and paying um, out that tax revenue um, for the county. So those are the three main functions of, of the treasurer. Um, having said that, you know, you are a political figure. Um, you do have some influence um, on how things are done in the county. Um, and as I've said to many people along the way, I really think that if you have a strong treasurer and commissioner of the revenue, um, they can certainly help um, the board of supervisors to make better decisions with regard to taxes. Derek, I want to um, ask you a question that is, it's somewhat personal to me. Sure. You've just talked about moving into the realm of politics and that that means you're a public servant. And in our government, that means that you answer to people to the citizens sure. have a right to ask you questions and so forth. I'm a member of the League of Women Voters. Uh, sure. They had a forum and you were invited to participate and you did not. Can you tell me why you did not participate sure, in that event? Sure. You know, I can't I can't speak for anybody else, but I can tell you on my behalf, unfortunately, I was scheduled at the pharmacy. And I've told a couple of people of this, you know, one of the difficulties of being a community pharmacist um, in my my current role um, is that the job is very restrictive. A lot of people don't understand that once you open the pharmacy, if you're the only pharmacist there, you cannot leave. We don't get lunch breaks. We don't get breaks. Can't leave the premises. So, you know, that that is really and has been a challenge during my career as a community pharmacist. Even when I was the mayor, um, I can't just step out for 10 minutes and do something, you know, ribbon cutting or so on and so forth. So there were times that I felt um, like I really couldn't fill that role as, as well as I wanted to. Uh, people that know me know that I'm very um, I'm very goal oriented and I and I take pride in what I do. Um, so, so if I'm going to take on a role, I really want to be able to give it my honest effort. But, but as far as that event was concerned, you can look at my track record. I've done those events twice when I ran for council. Um, I'm not, you know, any way against those events. It just didn't work out for me this time. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because I, sure. I'm, I'm sure you do agree. And I do remember your participation in some of the events before, but you know, it, it is very discouraging when people don't participate because it denies 
voters a chance to learn more about uh, the person. Um, sure. I want to follow up just a little bit. You're talking about the challenges of being in the pharmacy, and this is a little bit off track of the treasurer's race, but I'm wondering if, like many people in healthcare these days, that the whole entire field is kind of frustrating and difficult. It, it is a challenging field, and I will make no qualms about it. Um, it has changed tremendously in the 16 years that I've practiced as a retail pharmacist. Um, but I can tell you that I do love the job, and, and it's really about the people. Um, I don't love counting pills. That's not something that I relish in. It's just part of the job. But what I truly enjoy are the relationship, the relationships and the camaraderie you build with the customers in the pharmacy. You know, I've been very fortunate and blessed during my career, and I've got a lot of very faithful followers. And, and some of them are going to be disappointed if I leave the pharmacy. So that's really why I want to keep that door open. I'll, I'll plan on working maybe a Saturday a month or something like that in the pharmacy, uh, maybe a, a Saturday and Sunday in the pharmacy, just to keep that face time with the customers. But you're you're absolutely right. Healthcare is is challenging right now, um, and there are certainly people who are forging new paths and and leaving healthcare. And it's when you have a pharmacist or a doctor or somebody who knows you, it's a gift these days, and it's harder and harder to come by. Sure, but we won't we won't go uh, further into that issue. But tell me a little bit more about your background before you became sure. mayor and before you became a pharmacist. Sure, sure. So I was born and raised in, in Washington County in Abingdon, um, graduated Abingdon High School in 2001. Um, I was uh, kind of young for my grade, so I graduated at 17 and started straight into college. Um, I met my lovely wife um, in college. We were running cross country track and, and indoor track in college. Um, and again, we, we got married young um, and uh, and we just celebrated our 20th anniversary. So we have made it, or at least I think so. Uh, and uh, we, of course, uh, both uh, became pharmacists. Um, and as an interesting side note, I, I was actually the valedictorian in pharmacy school and she was a salutatorian. So, so we worked very hard. Uh, we're very proud of, of what we've accomplished. Um, when we came back um, from pharmacy school, we had to choose where to live. Uh, my wife's from Bristol, Tennessee, and I'm from Abingdon. We chose Abingdon because we love Abingdon, and, and we just really enjoy the community, um, the outdoor activities, the the barter, uh, the Martha, all the restaurants. It's just great. Um, so, so me being a public servant, it really isn't a stretch. Um, I truly take pride in our community, uh, the people that live in our community. Um, and, uh, and, and honestly, it's, it's truly a blessing to, to be chosen to serve. Well, it sounds like you and your wife are both overachievers. Where did you go to college? <laughs> so so we went to King College, and that's where we both majored in, in biology chemistry. Um, and then, of course, we went to pharmacy college at Appalachia College of Pharmacy. Well, and uh, not that I'm prejudiced or anything, but of course you chose Abingdon. Why would you not? <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. Name one thing that you've learned in being a mayor. Um, you know, the one I'll tell you, this it's, people are this isn't going to be a popular opinion, but a lot of people along the way, when I chose to step up and run for public office, they said, boy, you're really going to find out how people really are. You know, people are abrasive and it's a challenge and they're going to pester you to death. And I'm going to say that that I have learned that I actually relish in those opportunities. Um, I am for lack of a better expression, um, a peacemaker. Um, I have learned through my career as a pharmacist how to accommodate people in the best way possible. Now, that doesn't always mean that people are going to get what they want, but 
I have found a way um, to communicate with people effectively. And even if they don't get what they want, we learn to respect one another. Um, and I hear people all the time say, you know, about this party or that party. Well, I take a lot of pride in serving everybody. I think everybody deserves equal treatment. And and you can check my track record. You can ask my patients at the pharmacy. I think they will all tell you the same thing, that Derek goes above and beyond to make sure everybody is treated fairly and equally. Finally, we're running out of time, just a little over a minute left. Review your qualifications and why sure. you for county treasurer. Sure. Um, well, I think, you know, ultimately, uh, the county is at a point where we've had a person in office for a very long time. Um, and and I think that people should choose me first and foremost, because ultimately we're going to have a new treasurer, whether it's this year or four years from now. Um, you know, Fred can't be in that office forever as much as, as he says he wants to be. And, and I respect that. Uh, but there is going to be a new treasurer. And I think that people need to take seriously um, about who is that replacement eventually going to be. I want to be that guy. Um, talking about my qualifications again, you know, I've got background in finance and mathematics, thought about being an actuary. People will probably cringe at that. Um, I also have 16 years of experience um, putting out fires, um, learning to handle people and to, to try to please people as much as we possibly can. Um, six years of experience on town council, and I'm probably the only person running for office in the county right now that has served as a mayor of any town um, or city for that matter. Um, and I think that the, the experience you gain uh, being a mayor, being a public figure like that is invaluable. You get background in finance and treasury. Um, you get background in budgeting for municipalities. And I got the astute pleasure of budgeting through COVID, which was very challenging. Um, so I think I've, I've proven myself in so many different ways that I am up for this task. I'm ready to learn. Um, as I said before, I'm not afraid of schoolwork and learning and getting new qualifications and degrees. Um, so I'm 100% committed. Um, and I really hope that people will give me the opportunity to be that next treasurer. My guest is Derek Webb. Derek Webb, candidate for Washington County Treasurer. And this interview was preceded by my conversation with Fred Parker, the incumbent and also candidate for Washington County Treasurer. Thank you very much, Derek Webb, for being with me. Thank you. And thanks to the listeners for tuning in. This is WEHC-FM and WISE-FM. You can hear this conversation Wednesdays at 6, Sundays at 2. And if you would like to rehear it or share the interview, you can find our podcast. It's called This Conversation. If you search for WEHC, This Conversation, you'll see a whole list of programs. And the most recent ones are with political candidates in Washington County. Remember, WEHC has worked hard to provide information to you about candidates for office for this election on November the 7th. At WEHCFM.com, you can find a link to election coverage. From that link, you can hear the candidates' presentations at the September League of Women Voters Forum in the county. And there is also a link to additional programs recorded on WEHC by different programmers with different candidates. You've been listening to this conversation, and once again, WEHCFM.com, a convenient link to broader election coverage. Thanks again to Fred Parker and to Derek Webb. Thanks to the listeners, and please stay tuned.